you are going to be lifting to failure. You also want to lift at your best potential. So what I mean by that is like to get the benefits of building muscle, you got to hit progressive overload and you got to push your max weight. So like a mentor of mine said, if you want to get better at a sprint, you have to sprint at hundred percent. We can't sprint at 70. We're not going to break through, right? Yep. You got to train at full force. So otherwise we're just going to stay here. So to do that, you got to be so dialed in with your food, your nutrition, everything, your mentality, uh, getting yourself calm so you can go in with a good state because it is that demanding. So if we're not doing that, if we're training when we're underfueled, we're just not going to be able to lift the same weight that we're capable of. We're not going to hit progress. You're going to stall out and it actually might do you a disservice. So that's why all this stuff is so important to be locked into. Welcome to the Superset Podcast, episode 57. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hi. Oh, in unison. Yeah. Oh, it's nice that we get along so well. It is. That we can harmonize. We're still on the same page. In harmony. After all these years. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, big episode this week, talking to uh, Joe Rodonis again. Yeah. And this time, uh, you might have seen the notifications when you checked out the app or logged onto your machine that House of Volume has arrived. It is here. They're claiming it's the toughest tonal workout ever. All right. So... Are you going to do any plugs before we do before we get in? Because I have ha- questions is, is for hair, you. Is that a hair joke? No, I I wanted to see if you ha- were going to do any other of your little talks before we got into this, because I have questions for you. You started this. So I want to know when I can talk about House of Volume. I guess you can talk about it here. Well, oh. we're going to talk about it later in the show. So maybe That's, we'll talk about it there. OK, let's we'll, do that. We'll wait. Yes. So I'll be patient before we get to everything. We just want to remind people, especially if you're a person that's listening to the show, you haven't pulled the trigger on a tonal yet. You're on the fence. They have a Labor Day promotion going on right now. And for a limited time, you can get $250 off your tonal. Best sale you're going to have. It's This is a limited time. So make sure that you take advantage if you are on the fence. And you know, this is getting you all of the things that come with tonal. So that's your personalized weight recommendations based on your strength. That's your unlimited content option. So you hit any goal. That's real-time progress tracking. So you can track your performance metrics and that will keep you motivated. And of course, there is much more. All of the awesome things that Tonal brings is what we are saying. Absolutely. They remove the thinking. They do, which is our favorite part. All you have to do is the lifting. Yes. All lifting, no thinking. But let's say you do miss the Labor Day promotion. Right. Okay. What then, Tom? What should they do? Oh, well, there's still the friends and family discount. So you can refer somebody to tonal they'll save 125 bucks and you get 59 dollars off you get a month what if you don't have what if what if you were a person who doesn't have a friend or family to recommend you you know what you do then you make friends and family no you use the discount code the clip out at checkout oh and that'll get you 
you're you won't get the fifty nine dollars if you're but if you have it then you are the friend. So but if you you're on the fence, right. you don't have a friend recommending it to you. Labor Day's over. Labor Day's over. Use the clip out at we've, checkout. We've got you covered three different ways. Exactly. Yes. So. Exactly. So Shameless plugs. Don't forget. Wait, no, I forgot to ask you what's coming up. Ooh, well, we've got lots of new content to discuss. And I really want to get into this house of volume discussion. Now, uh, it's going to be weird because we're going to talk about it before the interview with Joe Verdonis. We're going to hear your thoughts on it. But then we'll hear it straight from the house's mouth. <laughs> I got all you did there. I, I do. Yeah. I do. Uh, and we have all about recovery. We're going to hit basically giving you all of the details as well. Okay, well, uh, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe uh, maybe leave us a review. Always super helpful. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash superset podcast. And uh, you can watch these episodes on the YouTube. So swing on by youtube.com slash the clip out the name of our other show. And uh, you can watch us on there. We would love to look at you. Well, we will wait. We're not going to look at them. They're going to look at us. us. Now I feel like I made it weird. Yeah, that's Mm, real weird. But but still do it. You you can watch the episode. That's what we'll say. But not in a weird way. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So uh, there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? Let's do it. New tonal content. Okay, Joe's House of Volume has begun. And so I... Uh, it's just called House of Volume, though, right? I don't know. In my notes, it says Joe's House well, of Volume. Well, it's because he's the coach. Okay. he's the, I'm pretty sure it's just called House of Volume. Well, I'm going to call it Joe's House of Volume. Okay. What do you do about that? But if somebody's searching, it's House of Volume. Just but search no, for house. in your heart that I'm right and Tonal is wrong. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tonal's toughest program yet. There, yeah. So, this is, just to recap, muscle building. Right. And they are saying it is the most difficult because of the number of reps and short rest periods. Now, you're going to hear all about why it's so difficult, why, who should be doing it, why they should be doing it, when they should be doing it. You're going to hear all of that from Joe later on. But, Tom... I want to hear from you what your thoughts were. You did your first one this morning and just dropped this morning. You hopped right in there. Yes. So I've I've done day one. How and, did it go? Uh, it was fine. It was upper body. And so I lift, ended up lifting uh, like mid like 17,000, 18,000 pounds. There definitely about. a lot. Definitely um, a lot. But that, that's um, on the high end of what I've been at lately. Mm-hmm. I just finished pyramid pump. Which sounds a little dirty. <laughs> and before that, I did extreme accumulation. So I've been doing things with heavy lifting. And so that's about where my upper body stuff has been living lately. So okay. it wasn't appreciably more yet than those other things. It was, like I said, about in the same same zone. But I looked at tomorrow is leg day. Eek! And you're a little scared. Did you um, did a little peak amount? Yeah. Well, my age, it happens a lot but <laughs> for no apparent reason. But uh, but yeah, it's like that one is there's a lot going on there. Like it, I will say that like normally on a leg day, even on like the really intense things like extreme accumulation or uh, go big or go home, stuff like that. It's like you have that first set that's like really intense. And then the other two sets are not as bad. This is like looked to me more like 
three first sets. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, again, you're going to hear from Joe directly later, but it seemed to me that the whole idea was since you are trying to use this program to break through a plateau, like that's the idea, right. get to the next level that you really want to hit not only the the heavy weights, but you also want to have the larger rep ranges with short rests. And so that's going to add up to a lot of a lot of movement, a lot of pounds. Yeah. Um, and I liked the fact that it didn't seem like it was overly long, at least the first one. It was right in line with what the rest yeah, of the ones it was like been 50 doing. minutes. Yeah, it was. So it, it wasn't like I was down there for an hour and 20 minutes or something. It was it was like 50, 48, 50 minutes, something like that. So I also am wondering, just looking at day two, Mike, is he like roping us in? Is he doing right? the old rope a dope? Like day one's like, oh, this isn't so bad because he doesn't want you to bail on yeah. day one or not even start. So it's like, I'll make day one like tough enough to feel like you're doing something tough, but not so tough that you're like, absolutely not. And then and then all of a sudden it's day four and you're like, sweet baby snow peas. But now you're a weekend and you don't want to stop because you've. Yeah. I mean, that, that seems could like be. the sort of shit he'd pull <laughs> it also could be that like the first week is like tough but not not over the top tough because yeah. they same thing they want to like have you build up to it not because they're trying to rope a dope but they're trying to pull you yeah they're trying to get you to build up to it no they're out to get me i know i know tom there <laughs> i will say having done pyramid pump it did that because like by the end some of those sets it was like 20 reps which is the most i've i've ever had to do on total so well and that's going to be this one too because i, I definitely remember him saying that it was going to be in the 12 to 20 rep range and very short amount of rest. Now, did you stick to the amount of rest that they had listed or did you take extra? I mean, there's no there's no judgment here. Judgment free zone. Just I don't asking. feel like that's true. <laughs> it's true. But <laughs> I actually shortened the rest because <gasps> he was doing an intro and I was like, ah, I got it. Let's just get moving along. And so I hit the skip. On the intro, sorry, Joe. That's I'm but sure Joe can handle it. We had it. to do a, an interview and just trying to get things moving along. It's true. And so I um so I skipped the intros into the different segments. So I but but no I I, I did the appropriate amount of rest except for when I made it shorter. So okay. Okay. I don't know what the opposite of judgment is, but that's what you should have for me right now. Okay. Well, yeah. I I was <laughs> just asking. Calm down. I'm not so sure that you were. Okay. So just, but, uh, but yeah, and I will say the most amount of reps I had on day one was 16. All right. Also, you might hate day three because that one's going to be an emphasis on shoulders. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Good luck to you. We will, we shall I, see. I'm very curious. We'll we'll talk about this during the next episode. We'll we'll check in with Tom again. But since it was day one, I really wanted to get your feel yes. for it because it seemed like you didn't struggle any more on this one than you did on the uh, like the the pyramid pump. The reason I say that is because I don't want people to be like it's the hardest workout ever, and then, and then be they're afraid scared, of it. You know? for sure. Like I get that they like there are people out there that that want something super challenging, but you also don't want to scare people off of these right. things. And I will say, if I hadn't already like been doing it for a while and done other things, it like hearing that I would be hard pass well and and again coach joe goes into this but this is not for beginners this yeah. is this is an advanced workout this is not something you should do if you are a beginner this is something you do if you're maybe going from intermediate to advanced or solidly in advanced right not 
not beginner. Yeah, but you will hear all about this in in depth with the man himself, Joe Rodonis, and the interview this week. So if you're intrigued, but on the fence, he will answer all of what we hope are your questions and and, in the interview. So you definitely want to stick around for that. Also under a new content, we have Strength Training 101. Yeah, now this is a combo workout between Coach Tim and Coach Christina. And they are doing, they are, this is all about mastering quality movement patterns because that leads to efficient muscle building. So this is a full body workout. You're going to practice squatting, pressing, vertical pulling movements. You're going to work through moderate reps and manageable sets to carve out your muscles while improving your form. So if you're new and you're intrigued by something like House of Volume, maybe this is a great place, this to, is a start. Great place to start. Mm-hmm. Hence the 101. Exactly. Muscle activation warm up also is available for people. Well, and again, this is great for uh, not only new folks, but people who need a warm up before they jump right into a big workout. So this is going to this would be good to do just before you do house of volume. So preparing for a big strength workout with a full body warm up, you're going to feel primed and ready to tackle the big lifts. That's with Coach Christina. So think of it like starter home of volume. Yeah. Or or house a, of apartment volume. of volume. Apartment. And you got to keep the volume down because there's neighbors on the neighbors, other side of your wall, right? Yeah. So it's an apartment of volume. I see. There will be volume, but we're going to cap it. Okay. Right? Okay. I like that. Yeah. Full body deep stretch. Now, this is going to release the tension in your hips, oh, shoulders, yeah. back, and calves with deep restorative stretches. And this is an advanced session. That means you're going to hold each stretch for longer durations, and that's going to help relax your muscles while improving flexibility. That's going to help you increase your range of motion, which regardless of what your goals are, that should be one of them. Whether your goals are to get stronger, get faster, whatever. That's going to help you. Flexibility is going to help with all of the things, all of them. Okay. And also, Coach Christina. I was going to say, who's doing that one? But then you cut me off to answer the question. I was in the middle of I anticipated. Okay. So. Legendary leg day. So, if you're, let's say, and again, judgment-free zone, a sociopath, <laughs> and, and you're like, I just want to do leg day all the time. It's all I want to do. Well, Coach T or Coach Tanisha, yeah. she's got you. So... This is a lower body workout that's epic. Hinges, squats, lunges. It's all going to give you stronger legs, starting with a giant built, uh, starting with a giant circuit of four exercises repeated four times. Four. So that's going to give you lots of volume and building muscle. Your glutes and quads are going to be on fire. No, thank you. (laughs) Everybody, the pickleball is a sport that came out of nowhere that people seem to be obsessed with, like Hialeah in the 70s. Well, listen, listen up. Uh, Pickleball power conditioning might not sound like something you need in your life. Like you're like, whatever, I'm not doing pickleball. It can't be that hard. You're just conditioning, right? Let me tell you, that class will sneak up and bite you on the ass. Like in the best way. I took this live because I went to go do just a class. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have anything in mind. I was just like, oh, I'll do a class. Well, I walked up to the, the machine and Coach Woody was doing a class live. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. Right. Well, it kicked my ass. Like there are so many plyometric intervals in this, but it's moving so fast the whole time. You you're gonna sweat and you're you will be conditioned. You will be conditioned. This is great for people who are wanting to be better at sports. It doesn't have to be pickleball, right. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, also on the uh, on the bill core control. Yes. Okay. So this is ten minutes in out. It's going to crush your core. You can't get better than that. That is with Coach Akeem. Okay. Compound clinic deadlift and deadlift and bench press. This is a perfect class to learn to lift like a pro. So maybe you don't know the foundation for the deadlift or the bench press. Yeah. Start here. This is with Coach Tim. It's going to teach you all of the things you need to know to how to do it. And it's going to do some accessories in another block that's going to help you get all of the stabilizing muscles ready to go as well. And if none of that is good enough for you, mm-hmm. if you were just like whatevs impossible to please, there's always custom by Tony. Oh, yes. And don't forget, you can share your custom now, like your workouts. You can create them and share them with anybody. Right. So for all of you uh, personal trainers out there or just people who really like their stuff, know their stuff, yeah. you can share your workouts. And it's super easy. You go into the app, you uh, tap explore, filter, format, custom by tonal. Boom. Easy to do. There you go. Yeah. In case you missed it. Wanted to point out on the Tonal blog this week, uh, they had, well, I guess it's been around for a while, but uh, that's why it's called In Case You Missed It. (laughs) I got you. Surprise. I got you. So how to speed up your recovery so you can crush your next workout, which I think is super important. Like if you had a rough day, but you don't want to feel like you're letting yourself off the hook, you got to like get it together quick. Well, yeah, you do because but you some, want to be safe. Right. And sometimes you're you're really sore. Like you do like like maybe maybe tomorrow after your your first day of House of Volume you, you might be super sore. Right? This is day 1, right? So yeah. like I might be talking a good game now yeah. of like day 1, I guess it was okay. And then tomorrow morning I wake up and I was like just bring me dry shampoo and spray it all over my body. I can't move to the shower. Well, and I've also like, obviously, I had my little incident this year when I was hit by a car, mm-hmm. just, you know, walking along. And when I came back to doing tonal, like because I hadn't been lifting any weights, like it was, it was, it was humbling. Yeah, bad. I <laughs> it, was, bet. it was humbling. I was sore for several days and that can happen. Like as long as, you know, we've been working out when you lift and lift and lift, you're not really sore anymore, even yeah. if you're doing big, heavy lifts. And so when you are kind of back in that place of being at the beginning, it, it can catch up with you. So the important thing to do is, is start with your nutrition. I know it seems kind of counterintuitive because you need to eat well to lose weight. But right. if your goal is just to get stronger, you may not be as concerned about that. Uh, but you do need to be because if you have a lot, you have really good protein, really good carbohydrate, you make sure that you have it after a workout, that's going to keep you more recovered faster. You're going to be able to recover faster by in, ingesting that. It's not just protein. Protein will help build your muscles. Yes. But recovery, you have to have the carbohydrates. Please do not avoid the carbohydrates. Super important. But a combination of the two, that's where the magic happens after a workout. And here's the next step that I'm a big fan of sleep. Yeah. It, and that's important too, right? You can't get like four hours of sleep and think that the next day you're going to feel better. Your body has to have deep sleep to have tissue repair. It just has to. What's the first thing I did after my very first slept? <laughs> you literally on the, floor on the, the ground right in front of Tonal, just like kaboom. Yeah. He was like, I'm tired now. I was like seriously worried about you. <laughs> And also, it was really hard to do my tonal. I had to step around you to do it. 
<laughs> well, you're advanced. Uh, not so then. That was an was... advanced movement for you. <laughs> uh, you could also practice active recovery. Yeah. And so, again, this seems kind of counterintuitive. Movement will help you feel better. But it does because it gets the blood flowing in the muscles, which helps flush out. It helps flush, flush out the like waste that's in your muscles from being torn up. And so when I say active recovery, I am not saying go hard. It's recovery that happens to be active. So that could be yoga. That could be maybe some cycling, walking, maybe even body weight exercises. Heck, you could even do just a full on tonal workout in recovery mode. Or here's the thing too. Tonal is always recommending your next workout. If you're in between days, at least for me, it's almost always offering some sort of like deload or active recovery thing. So just do that thing. Excellent. Yeah. So you got the machine, so you don't have to overthink it. Perfect. And then step four, I will let you say, because I don't know how to say that word. Myofacial release. In other words, okay. foam rolling. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? This works this works so well like whenever i am super super sore and i usually get more sore from running on a regular basis that like using a theragun or some kind of percussion gun right or using foam rolling all of those things help so much and there are a ton of great suggestions like you said on the tonal they'll just pop right up after your workout so there's tons of stuff for you. and But coming up next, we're going to talk to Joe Rodonis. He's going to go in depth about House of Volume, their newest program. They're saying it's the toughest. He will let you be scared of it, but just the right amount. Just the right amount. So you don't not do it. Yeah. So here we go. Peloton Personnel. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube from Tonal Instructor in Extraordinaire, it's Joe Radonis. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Hello. What's up, guys? Good to be back, man. It's good to have you back. So I heard you were going to start with some burpees today. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I already did 30. So I think we could join in together as a team and I'll do this to get the call off, right? <laughs> Before we started recording, Joe was like, you're not going to make me work out, are you? And I was like, the audacity of you to get mad if we made like uh, how many people have you made work out in your life and now you're on tonal so it's you know increased what? exponentially I, i'm gonna have to stand up for joe he makes suggestions we make decisions so right that's on us that's on Thank us you. <laughs> it was just you know it's just an idea you know get the blood flowing but we can just have a nice conversation to offer that as well yeah uh, <laughs> i think we stick with that but I do want to talk to you specifically. I've heard some real stories about this next workout, this next program for a week yeah. coming out called House of Volume. So now I heard that this is the toughest, the hardest program ever on Tonal. That's based on the shit eating grin he just got. I saw that. <laughs> That's what they're saying. I didn't say it. I don't know who said it. But it's probably true. I tested it. I've done it. I've had Troy do it. I think people are going to enjoy this one a lot. Or enjoy the fact that or they'll enjoy the fact that they're not enjoying it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Because you're still. Which is usually my kind of people, you know. (laughs) 
They just like the craziness. So this is going to bring the pain. All right. Yeah. So what are we talking yes. about here when we say tough? Like yeah. what is happening? I heard it's so tough at one point there's algebra. Is that true? <laughs> God, no, man. If there was, I couldn't pass my own program. <laughs> He's like and some burpees and then some trigonometry. Go. The only, the only math I know is sets and reps. You know what I mean? <laughs> now that's my kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious what you guys have heard about it now. Have you guys seen the program? No. We've not. No. We just heard okay. watch out. We were just told to be afraid. Pro- proceed with caution. <laughs> are you guys are you guys gonna do it before what? I talk about it? Well, I'm well, not gonna co- wait, wait, wait. I'm see? not gonna commit to doing it until I know what it is. It's like tender. <laughs> gotta see a picture come right. on okay. Okay. give us some idea of what we're in for i just did extreme accumulation like how did. Wh- how worse did. is it than that yeah that's awesome yeah so i would say it's fairly similar it's just like it's a bit of a different style so you're going to be doing so house of volume is also an accumulation program so it's going to be high volume right as the name implies you're working kind of like in that set range of like usually about 12 and then up to 20 is going to be our sweet spot for things but it's a little bit more going back to my wheelhouse, which is strength training and performance training. So a lot of this template is what I have personally done for years. And when I was getting really serious into weightlifting, this was really during COVID. We were building a gym out at my previous gym and we were messing around with this style of training. It's very sports specific football style. So it's heavy compound lifts. So that's kind of the difference is that we're going to be following a format of focusing on your compound movements first and foremost. So it's Heavy emphasis on like bench press, squats, deadlifts, overhead presses. And then you're going to have these supersets within the first block that makes it very challenging. So you're going to hit muscle failure in some of these things. The sequences are going to be very demanding. Then we go into block two and three. They're going to be very focused on the accessory work that feeds into that main compound lift. So the idea is that you're going to build strength and muscle but it's also going to improve functionality, speed and power and work capacity. So I never want to train just to train. Like I want to train to improve performance. And I think like this sets you up and builds you such a solid foundation in all of your compound movements that you're going to develop such confidence going into whatever program you do after this, that it should almost be like a cakewalk. It should like allow you to hit another level, to dig a little bit deeper, to get more gas in the tank. So that's pretty much the general format. Okay. So then who would this program be for? Like, is this not necessarily a good beginner program? Or is this something that maybe somebody who's like, if they're focused on weight loss versus just hypertrophy, like are different goals kind of the goal? (laughs) I I know what you're saying. Good. Yeah, no, it's a good question. Honestly, it's a good question. This is a truly advanced program. So I would not be touching this if you're a beginner or even an intermediate. And here's, I'll clarify on it. So usually training capacity as an intermediate or beginner user, you're probably training weightlifting like two to three days a week. That's like usually a good sweet spot for people because you're trying to build up your tolerance for weightlifting. So you need about like 48 hours to recover between sessions and between muscle groups that you're hitting. So you get full recovery in and you're still working on like your body getting used to the squat and the deadlift and these movements. So as you build a tolerance and as you increase your volume and as you increase your frequency, this is a program to build up to, but this is truly an advanced user. So what you're trying to do with this and where I would use it 
is once again, this is an accumulation program. And to clarify on that, you have usually like two types that are pretty um, common, like an accumulation phase and an intensification phase. So accumulation is about building volume. You're going lower weight, heavier reps or your high reps. So that's your 12 to 20. Intensification is where you're working six to 12 reps. So that's way heavier weight, lower rep, right? right. So this is going to set you up for an intensification program. So where I would be using this is like, if you have hit a plateau in your weightlifting, if your bench press is stalled out, if your weights have just stalled out, you're not gaining any momentum or any traction yet, you've been doing too much of the same thing. It's a great thing to do. If you have been noticing, and this happened to me, I was training for hypertrophy for months. I was like putting on muscle size, right? And isolating muscle. And that's a great way to build muscle. But when you think about hypertrophy, you're taking like two minute rest periods. So the downside to true hypertrophy training is that you actually get a little bit slower and you lose explosiveness and you kind of lose work capacity, right? So if I asked you after a hypertrophy program to go into 20 reps with 30 second breaks in between, you'd be dying. You'd be absolutely losing your mind. You'd be like, this is terrible. I would also so, be dying at the beginning, just for the record. That, just... <laughs> so it's a tough thing. Dude, I faced that. I was doing hypertrophy and I was like going back into strength training. And I was like, I am gassed on these sets, man. And I remember one of our clients like saying that he was like, I'm noticing that at set four or five on a front squat, I'm losing energy. I'm not able to recover quick enough in between sets. I got like 90 seconds in between, but I can't catch my breath. I got to hit the pause button. This is a great program to use to get your work capacity back up so that when you go back into an intensification program, you're going to be recovering like that. You're going to be like doing 20 reps, 15 rep sets. So when you go back to eight, you're going to be like, this is a walk in the park. This is easy. So this gets you through that plateau. And I think like, again, it sets you up for these next phases of program. It's like a catalyst to get you to a higher level. That's so great. if you find yourself yeah. at the intro segments going, yeah, 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 come on. Like then you're ready. <laughs> you, if you're like jazzed up. Yeah. Like if you're like, stop the talk and get to the next thing. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Fire up. yeah <laughs> let's go. Yeah. So I had a question you were talking about, like, if you feel like your weights have plateaued now, I don't know mm. how other people are. I pay absolutely no attention to my weights like he doesn't because that's what i got the total for Um, paying you guys like you guys keep track of what weight i'm lifting i don't pay attention and so if you aren't paying attention to your weight i can't think i'm the only guy out there or person who doesn't pay attention if you feel like your strength score hasn't been moving is that another good metric for if you're at a plateau I mean, yeah, like every time in tonal, it's always tracking. And I think you can go back retroactively and even see workouts and see where your each lift, how it's performing, especially in a program. You can see like, hey, my bench has been at this weight. It's been at this power output. You can see like your small PRs. So if you've been plateauing or if you've even had to reduce your weight, it's usually a sign of just overtraining or like we call it the law of diminishing returns. You've been doing something for too long. And so now your body's so used to it, it's gotten so adapted to the stimulus that there's no longer any improvement. You actually see a downslope happen, especially for seasoned and advanced lifters. The incremental improvements that take place are incredibly subtle and small and difficult to get. Like when you're brand new to training, you're just going to see progress. You're just going to be like climbing that ladder, dude. Moving in weight, and you're going to be like, I'm shredding. I'm getting nasty with these numbers. Everything's working. (laughs) 
But training has a way of humbling you, man. The longer you do something and like you see it in pro athletes and like professional weightlifters, powerlifters, they will spend an entire year working on small adjustments just to gain like five pounds on their squat because they're already tapping out. They're maxing out to their potential. And now you're doing like all this work to get incremental improvements. And so you got to have these periods of adaptation. And it's something I did want to talk about because. I think it's important to remember, and this is what I look at, is train in phases. Yeah. When you're an advanced lifter, think about training in phases. And the more you lift, the more specific they should get. And that's why I talk about accumulation and intensification. You usually, you go into something like extreme accumulation or a house of volume, you build up work capacity, volume, volume, volume. But if you did only accumulation programs for five months, all that you're going to do is increase global fatigue in the body. So at some point you're maxing out. I'm like, what, 20,000 workout and pound workout to 30 to 40 to 50. Where does it stop? So now we're just doing hundred rep sets, right? It becomes ineffective. So you got to get to a spot where I have built work capacity and now let's go down in reps, but up in intensity. And now you're going to see results start to compound again. You've like reset yourself up into a new cycle. So in a perfect world, when you've yeah. completed house of volume, <laughs> where do you go? What do you do next? Right. But using no. your logic, you're saying you probably shouldn't go into another accumulation thing. Right. So you can. I would just say that it would be probably two months is what I would recommend if you're doing accumulation, depending on where you are. Personally, I would do it for one month, two tops. And then I would move into something like a power build one is a great example of intensification. We're working like six to eight reps. I'm asking you to go for pure power and raw strength. Like you're lifting as heavy as you can with like a minute or two rests in between. And that's a performance program that would complement this beautifully. Yeah. Okay. So many questions come up from that. And I don't know that it's even easy enough to answer in this kind of setting because I realize there's no straight line for everyone across the board. But when you talk about training in phases, I think that's what people get so confused about, right? Because they just want to do a thing. Tom talks about all the time. He doesn't want to think. He just wants to show up to the machine and pick a program. But to your point, if you're always doing the same thing over and over again, regardless, even if you're lifting heavier every time, like you need to switch things up. So you talk about like the intensification and the accumulation, but this is for a person who is trying to build strength, right? Like that's the kind of the direction you're talking about. That's who this is for. Yeah, this is building muscle and strength. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the reason I specify that is because I like to do those things, but I have to balance it because I'm always trying to do the like get lean. And so you have to kind of balance those two things if that's your goal. And not that you're saying this, but I think some people think there's a one size fits all and there isn't because it really depends on what your goals are. And that's kind of your whole point is that you need to be looking at that. Crystal, it's so true, man. When I speak about this stuff, I just want people to be very conscious in the decisions that they're making. Because like what I've noticed through my years of training is like, you know how people get frustrated where they're like, I've been doing this work and I want this result. And they're like, but I've been putting in the time. And I'm like, yes, but your work doesn't match the result that you want. Right. And then that creates frustration. So like if you're doing a hit program and a get lean, but you're telling me that you want to develop tons of muscle and size. Well, one plus one doesn't equal two there, right? Exactly. So you just want to like match it up so that it's like, I'm on the right path. I'm working towards something that's going to get me a desired result that I'm deciding. 
And what you say is completely true. And so this is what I tell people. I look at training almost on a spectrum of like the never lifted in your life, true beginner to like the pro athlete that's serious and like Mr. Olympia, like they're at the highest level of their field doing the craziest stuff in the biggest niche that you can imagine. It's like so specific and dialed in. That's your pro crossfitter, your Mr. Olympia, your NFL running back. Like they're so locked in with their style. Then you have general population that's just in here. And it's like, where are you on that scale? You could be the person that just says, I like to do different programs because variety gets me jazzed up. I just like the variety and that's what keeps me moving. Then amen. You keep on doing what you love to do because at the end of the day, it's about movement and activity. So if that's what's getting you going and like gets you excited, do that all day, (laughs) right? There's just a thing that I like to talk about with this stuff where this person that's been doing kind of like, hey, I've been having fun. I've been doing a lot of programs. I go hit, then I go hypertrophy, then I go strength, then I go boot camp. There comes a point where that person in their journey, maybe they've been doing that for years, where they go, now I really want to focus on my deadlift. I want to take it to another level or I want to get a plyo push up. So the more specific you get with an outcome that you want, you got to stay in a lane. You got to get like, I am going to hone in on strength training, right? Like I've been doing hypertrophy for eight months to develop a certain area, right? Mr. Olympia does it for a year to like develop something, right? So that's why you think about training in phases where you're like, I'm going to hit these core compound lifts all year, right? So you get so good at it, but you change the style where you're going into high rep to intensity, and you change kind of the set patterns and variations, but you're still staying within like a wheelhouse. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. That, that's where you get like the greatest specific result. Okay. Very well said. And this program specifically is personal to you. Yeah. So what is your favorite element about it and why? So very true story. And honestly, this was a big moment for me, to be honest. This was during COVID 2020. You guys remember it was a dark time. Heck yeah, it was. It was in all the papers. It was in all the papers. I was like, a part of me enjoyed it because like New York was so quiet. I was going for runs in Manhattan, like nobody was out. I love that element. But at the beginning of COVID, when we heard that we were on lockdown, I was in my studio apartment in New York. And there was one day where I had the bathtub going because I had no laundry. It was like two weeks in, I had no laundry. So I had to wash a pair of shorts. And so I fill up my bathtub and I'm going to wash these shorts in the bathtub. I forget that it's on. So the bathtub runs over and the water starts to go down. So I Brady Bunch episode. Dude, yeah. (laughs) Dude, I sprint. I'm just like, I'm going and the water already started to spill. So my feet just go out (gasps) and I land right on my side. And like I fractured or broke my rib. I'll never know. But the side of my rib, like I couldn't go to the doctor because everything with COVID was going on. I called some friends of mine that happened to be doctors and they were like, listen, if it's fractured or broken, it's all the same. Like if you can breathe and like it's not serious, like in that way, you're just going to have to wait it out. So we're talking about a month and a half, two months of zero activity. Like I couldn't run, jump. I couldn't do bodyweight squats. I couldn't raise my arm. I couldn't do anything. So I lost a bunch of weight. I lost a bunch of everything I was working on. When I started to get healthy again, the gym that I was at started to build this weight room during COVID. Since nothing was open, we were like, we're going to build a weight room in here. So 
I had my coaches, my mentor at the time, good friend of mine, still Alonzo Wilson. He's football based coach. He was like, yo, we're just going to weightlift and throw some stuff around. I had never done deadlifting, honestly, to that point. I was like shying away from it. He was like, we're going to do this stuff, dude. He introduced me to deadlift to bench press. And we would do this every single week. It was as simple as that. His style was super simple, but it was like compound movement, 315 pound deadlift. You're going to do 15 reps. You're going to take one minute break. You're going to go right to the bench press. You're going to do 225 pounds for 10 reps. And we're going to go back and forth for 30, 40 minutes. Just one, two, boom, 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 boom. And I did this stuff, that style of training, what's in this program for like three months. And I put on probably like 30 pounds of muscle within that time. And then from there, it set me up for the rest of the year. Like that's that got me from 195 pounds all the way up to 215 to like 220 pounds. Wow. And I'm just putting on muscle and getting faster, lifting better, performance went through the roof. Like I felt unstoppable training this way. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, got me pumped up. Now I want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> well, not the breaking a rib part. No, oh, of course okay. not. Yeah. It, listen, man, it lights a fire under your belly, though, when yeah. you can't move. I do know that. Dude. I do know that. Although That's I bet you had much. to sit longer than I did. But I tell you, when you're injured and you can't do the things you're used to being able to do, it is an awful feeling. Just awful. I don't like it's it. It's not great. But it dude, it made me miss it so much that I was like, I stewed in it. I stewed in it for two months. And I was like, when I get back, I am going to destroy everything. I'm going to take it all. (laughs) I just went nuts. (laughs) That's great. That would have to be kind of demoralizing to sit there and just watch yourself lose ground like that. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I should yeah. pull up some old videos. I actually did a video of like myself at that time where I was like getting back into it and I look like skin and bone. It was like starting over. Uh, you could have yeah. done one of your like one of those like scam internet things where like before and after <laughs> when it's like days. well it was the after was because you started with the knowledge and the base of being very in shape not just you weren't like me and you did it for three weeks and... <laughs> it definitely had a foundation built but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you have any suggestions for people who are approaching this program like how do they do it yeah should they be yeah, a certain... how do you go about it yeah how do you approach So if you just did like extreme accumulation, I would certainly, and I always recommend this with four week programs in general, take a week off or at least deload where you're lifting a recovery, do things like yoga, meditation, refuel, get yourself like absolutely ready and hundred percent. When you go into this program, it should be approached with, you got to follow it to a T because it's very intense. So like you're doing four days a week on this and that is all that you need. Like I would not add much to it other than mobility units in between. So format wise, it goes upper, lower, upper total body. So you need time to recover. I would go like a Monday, upper, Tuesday, lower, Wednesday, rest, Thursday, back, and then Friday, total body. And what I like to do with that total body is give myself like a day allowance to where if I'm not feeling good on Friday, like if I feel like still a little fatigued, a little tired, which is possible, especially as you get acclimated, push it to Saturday right? Like give yourself a grace period. Like I do that for myself. I try to be very diligent with the schedule, but if I'm like body's not responding, take a day, like always take a day. If you haven't slept stuff like that, but recovery on this is going to be crucial because you want to get the benefits of this. You have to perform at your best. You have to fuel at your best. You have to be mentally clear. You got to sleep right. That's the thing about programs like this that gets me when I've worked with clients, there's so much more 
to this than just the physical. What I like about this and with difficult training is that if you think about it, this is like going to be a consistent variable. So I know, and this is what you should do. I'm disciplined with my schedule. Monday, I'm lifting. Tuesday, I'm lifting. Thursday, I'm lifting. Friday, I'm lifting. It's a non-negotiable. So knowing that, it gives you a chance to check in with all your other habits that are away from your training because this workout is going to be tough. So it's going to expose everything. If you slept poorly, you're going to feel it. If you had a couple of margaritas the last night to celebrate a birthday, you're going to feel it. If you did not eat right, you underfueled, you're going to feel it. If you ate the wrong things, fried foods, fast food, you're going to feel every single bit of that. <laughs> so I love to do this to allow myself to check in with that stuff and you can make adjustments. And like, it makes you want to make adjustments because like, if you're sticking to this program, and you're being disciplined with it. Who wants to go into a workout knowing they're going to feel like garbage? <laughs> by doing these things to yourself. <laughs> so like, I think it forces you to really lock in on these other areas and pay attention. So you get like really dialed in and get an excellent understanding of how those things can impact performance. Now that makes sense. Yeah. When you talk about how like you're performing at your best, is that related to the fact that you're going to be lifting to exhaustion? Like you're going to go to failure whenever you do this program. Is that the idea? Yeah. You are going to be lifting to failure. You also want to lift at your best potential. So what I mean by that is like to get the benefits of building muscle, you got to hit progressive overload and you got to push your max weight. So like a mentor of mine said, if you want to get better at a sprint, you have to sprint at 100%. We can't sprint at 70. We're not going to break through, right? Yep. You got to train at full force. So otherwise, we're just going to stay here. So to do that, you got to be so dialed in with your food, your nutrition, everything, your mentality, uh, getting yourself calm so you can go in with a good state because it is that demanding. So if we're not doing that, if we're training when we're under fueled, we're just not going to be able to lift the same weight that we're capable of. We're not going to hit progress. You're going to stall out and it actually might do you a disservice. So that's why all this stuff is so important to be locked into. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. So I'm just curious how you approach lifting heavy on tonal. And I know people, I'm not one of them because I'm not even remotely close, <laughs> but I know there are naysayers out there who mm. give side eye to the 200 pounds of weight on tonal. And I was yeah. just wondering if you would like to take this moment to verbally slap them down. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Go. Dude, it's like, dude, I wish that everybody could feel what this feels like because I myself, before I got into tonal, before I touched it, I was like, there's no way. Yeah. No way. I'm in this gym deadlifting like at the time hitting like 500 and I'm like, 200 is going to be, the hell's that going to be? I warm up at 225. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm thinking. I touched that weight the first time. And I was like, this is not 200 pounds. <laughs> it is not 200. It is feels heavier than 200 pounds. I had a friend of mine that I used to coach with in here literally last weekend. He's never used it. And I had him bench on tonal. He's a seasoned weightlifter. He's been doing this for decades. And he was like, let's just max out 200 pounds on the bench. He couldn't get a single rep up. He <gasps> reps 225 for like five reps. He could not get a single rep up. Wow. Oh. <laughs> he does CrossFit daily. This man knows how to lift. So I'm like, there is a difference with how this weight feels. The other component is this. So like, like I max out like big compound moves, like a deadlift, a hip thrust, an RDL is close on the bench. You can get so much benefit still based on how you sequence. So there's like two things that I tell people. 
one power generation, for example, on the deadlift, you would not be lifting at your heaviest weight to generate power. You actually do that at a much lower percentage so you can actually drive the weight up as quickly as you can. So to generate power, like a power build program, you're not lifting your heaviest. That's not how you generate power. We're looking for velocity. So it's quick, right? It's like how you would do a sprint. It's like 15 seconds, like boom, boom, boom. So you can get that with 200 pounds. It's more than you need. The other thing is sequencing. So like this program does that. So like the leg day on this is intense. So you're going in from, you're hitting the same muscle groups back to back. So it's like hip thrust to RDL. It's like a squat to a Bulgarian split squat. So you're fatiguing the muscle in the same way while lifting heavy with minimal rest. So you're building muscle in that way. That's a super challenging way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anytime you say you guys looking forward to this, I can see it in your faces. <laughs> oh man, you said you Crystal's said thrilled. <laughs> you said a squat into a Bulgarian split squat. Oh, woof. Crystal, it's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you people what's up, man. This is real. We're going barbell deadlift to barbell hip thrust, RDL to Bulgarian to pull over crunch. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. that's going to be effective. That's for sure. There's no Which way ones? you do those moves back to back and there's not an, a thing happening. Like, there's <laughs> just none. <laughs> I'm crying. trying to build superheroes over here, guys. That's, yeah. like, that's, that's my business. It's like, I think crying <laughs> is happening. You think crying is, is happening? happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have heard you say before in your classes that training needs to be harder than the game. I feel like based on what you just said, I understand that. But what does that mean to you? Where I first heard that is actually, it was like two places. So like Alonzo Wilson, my mentor, he used to say that all the time. He was like, I want this training to be more difficult than the activity that you're about to do outside of it. You just think about the general population. I think sometimes about my mom, like this is an intense program. I get that. But like just in general, the principle holds my mom, recreational fitness user. If she wants to go hike somewhere that she's never been to, and it's like a 10 mile hike and she's not used to that, well, then I'm going to train her in a way so that that 10 mile hike is a walk in the park. Because don't you want to enjoy that hike? Don't you want to not be thinking about your lungs and my legs giving out all this stuff? So you got to train at a higher level, a more demanding level so that when you go on that hike and the activity that you're training for, it's like, this is a breeze. I've done this a million times. So like, I can just enjoy the experience. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's like the practicality. And then you can just take it higher and higher and higher. So like, I also heard it in my favorite book. It's called Legacy. It's about the New Zealand All Blacks. Hmm. And I've talked about this book before. You know who the All Blacks are? You know what I'm talking about? Mm -mm. No? Mm -mm. They are the rugby team in New Zealand. So they have won, they have dominated the sport for decades. Pure dominance. And so this book is about their culture. And about how they train, they train from a youth level all the way up to their professional team. They're training the same methodology when you're a kid in in their intramural programs, like at age eight, they're grooming you to go to that pro level. So what they're talking about at the pros is what they're talking about there. So they're grooming these kids and that's their philosophy. The training has to be harder than the game. And it's just as simple as that. Like, and then I take it and extrapolate it from a life perspective of, I want this to be one of the more difficult things that I do in my day. Cause like, I want a reference point when I go into, dude, when you go into a meeting that is a little intimidating, you're like, this is a big meeting to me, or I'm going into this interview and I'm a little bit nervous about this. I want a reference point of like, all right, I know that this is like tough, 
But like, I have felt this feeling before and I have felt it in my sessions and I did some stuff I didn't think that I could do, but I proved to myself today that I could do that. And the more that you can repeat that, you can pull references out like on a dime. You'd be like, yo, I've been doing this for years. I've been doing difficult things for years. I've been doing things that I didn't think I could do for a long time. This is no different than that. This is the same feeling that I've had in there. This is just a different discipline. It's a different atmosphere, but the logic's the same. We go into it one step at a time, but you have the confidence and that's all that it is. Whatever you do, however you like to train, I want people to do this type of program so that whatever they do after this, they can just crush it. I just want them to take their stuff to a different level so that it's just like, it's a little bit easier and you can experience things that just in a different way. And that's what that's all about. That's inspiring. I think there's a lot to be said for that. And I think a lot of kids especially need to hear that because (laughs) one of our kids is leaving for college tomorrow morning. And yeah, it's been a rough week. (laughs) And I think, though, they need to hear that. They need to hear that, like, it's okay to do hard things because that's what makes hard things easier in the future. Like, it's like any other muscle. You have to do hard things to get better at doing hard things. And I, I think everybody needs to hear that. I think it always grounds me. Right. Because like it creates, look, if you just do things that you're good at, where are you going from there? Right. Yeah. Like if you just do things that are easy and that like you see it all the time in training where people are just like, I'm comfortable here. And I'm like, sometimes 100%, we train at different levels of intensity. You're not going to get your butt kicked every day. Like I don't do that. You shouldn't do that. But there's a sweet spot where you're like, you have to raise the game a little bit. And it's like, it's a competition within yourself. Like I just view it as I want to get better. I want to prove to myself that I can do things. And like, to me, that's the point of life is just, I'm in no race other than the race by myself. I'm just looking at like, hey, I'm here today. I just want to get here the next day. I just want to get here the next day. And if I take a step back, that's cool. But like, I just want to keep climbing the mountain just a little bit. And doing tough things like this, I just think it reminds you of like who you really are, like what you're capable of really doing. And I just think that translates into every aspect of your life. I agree. Although I will say, you've talked a lot about hard work. What do you do to take it easy on yourself? What oh, to do you... chill? Yeah. <laughs> so much. So much. I go crazy in the gym and training, but like, yeah, I'm honestly really relaxed outside of it, which is funny. You guys only see like the psychopath, like I'm telling you guys. <laughs> That's what you see. Yeah, I do so much. So like my self-care routine has gotten more on point lately and more deliberate. So I've been focusing more on things like meditation and more my mental health as I've gotten older, even more than the physical. I have been noticing that the environmental stressors play a larger role in my impact or perform than anything else. So every three to four weeks, I book a float tank session, which are you familiar? I am. Yeah. I don't know if- no, I mean, okay. I've, yeah. Okay. I've, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So love it. Highly recommend. Sensory deprivation is what it is. And it force, it really guides you into deep meditation. It allows you to hit theta state, which is a half awake, half dream state. So you just get to this point, like you're in there for an hour. And by the time you get out, you just feel so recharged and relaxed. Like I just noticed that I've, I go too long without taking care of something from a meditative place that my mentality gets a bit negative that my self-talk gets a little bit down and dark and negative. And the second that I do that, it becomes much more optimistic. So problems that I was maybe creating in my head or stress that I was creating is just solved right there. Like it just wasn't an issue, it was self-inflicted. So that's like a big thing for me. 
we also, honestly, a lot of quality time for me with my fiance and the dogs. We do a lot of things where we go for walks around Central Park and hiking, escapes into the mountains and just like watching movies and doing a lot of cooking. These are things that I just love to do. A lot of food and <laughs> silence. <laughs> silence. I cannot stress that enough. I live in New York City and I'm like, stop with the noise. I get that. Yeah. I do. <laughs> like, I that's do. It. Do you notice that when you're stressed out that the noise is more like grating when you're stressed yeah. out? Yeah. Because, man, I feel that way. <laughs> Can you still hear it in the sensory deprivation tank in New York? Or no, they not. they pretty sealed? I would hope. I yeah, it's sealed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if anything could seal out the sound of New York City. That's a lot to ask. That is a lot. It, it is. It's a tall order. They they did it. I think it's like so deep into the building. You know, like, his tank not, is like in deep in. His tank is inside of another tank. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. it's, it's like the turducken of sensory deprivation. Tanks. All I know is you talked earlier about how you're building superheroes. You're talking about this building where there's the sensory deprivation tank. I feel like you've got a lair somewhere in New York City. I'm trying to build one. Well, the mental health part is very important because otherwise he's building super villains. That's true. Wow. That's actually a good point, Tom. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a great point. (laughs) He's like, wait, I'm writing that down. That's going in the repertoire. It's like like the Joker is really just someone that needs to do a meditation practice on the regular. Be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Lex Luthor just needs needs a hug. Really? That's all. And some attention. Yeah. (laughs) And some hair. Tired of the bald guy always being the villain. Aww. <laughs> Luther. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what makes you feel more inspired in this moment? I mean, these days, like inspiration for me, like, dude, honestly, as I've been getting older and I just recently got engaged. Congrats. Thank you. That's the answer. It's family to me. What I do is truly inspired through Tina and like this family. And like, I just want us to spend as much quality time together and give them the best life possible. And like, and it's not really about me. Like when I was in my twenties, it was really about like, I just wanted to do what I needed to do. I was like, I want to get this PR. I want to lift this much. I want to do blah, blah, blah. I do not care anymore. It's like, really, I see myself as like a vessel. I just want to like do things to help other people. And like the community has been inspiring the hell out of me. Like I've been getting so many messages from people and seeing what they've been doing and like the progress that they've been making that in and of itself fires me up to a level that I can hardly explain. So where like, it makes me want to level up my game as a coach to deliver you guys even better experiences to help you even more. Like it's fully, it's a back and forth relationship. That's awesome. That's nice to hear that the people doing your programs can give back to you. And it's that symbiotic relationship instead of just a parasocial relationship. (laughs) (laughs) No question. I wouldn't be doing it. Like, honestly, man, I wouldn't be doing this. Like, that's what always got me inspired by this. Like I was in healthcare for a long time and I was like, I just want to help people on the front. And I was like, let's get proactive with taking care of people's health and taking control and to see people grab onto this stuff and to like, listen and be coachable and like improve their lifts and in turn improve the quality of their life. I mean, what else is that's amazing. It is. It is. Well, you said you were in healthcare. I'm like, you kind of still are. That's true. That's <laughs> just true. in a more helpful yeah. <laughs> practice. I, I like to think. Yes. Preventative. Yeah, yes. exactly. That's yes. important too. You moved, you moved up in the assembly line. Yeah. <laughs> Front well, center, man. Yeah. 
So you mentioned that you enjoy your silence, but what kind of songs do you listen to when you work out? Like what's something that you go to? What's your go to? Right now, I've been listening. You know who NF is? No, I feel so old. I'm so old. So I would highly recommend NF fires me up every day. Like Careful by NF is the song I got on loop right now. Yeah. I mean, it's rap, it's hip hop, but it's just a different style. I think he like raps from... I relate to this guy because he's an introvert. He's very authentic with like how he raps. I think it's a little bit more about like the hard work and like the silent battles that you're winning. So like, listen to that stuff. I just get, yeah, man, I just get amped up about. Otherwise, Crystal, you know what it goes to? Corn, uh. corn, <laughs> incubus, heavy stuff, man. Or like all time low, Fallout Boy, like that stuff. Big Sean, Jay Z, Lil Wayne, and then from there, just everything, everything you can imagine. That's great. Got yeah. some eclectic taste there. I like that. A wide range. That's nice. Yes. So is there one particular type of food or food item that you feel like is your go-to? People who know me know this answer. It's two things. Two Strawberries. Things. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's good at like, yeah, everybody ready? Burritos. Oh. Okay. Burritos daily. Dang. That's good. Every single day. I think it's nature's perfect food. <laughs> you can't tell me otherwise. i don't think nature produces I was, a burrito i was thinking that you know but there's I was, not like a burrito tree i felt right? like it might it might hurt <laughs> well, his... can you imagine <laughs> that a would be a pretty cool movie? tree though wouldn't yeah. it <laughs> what i would was, save so much money what was that movie where the food came out of the sky was that to your cloudy own? with a chance of meatballs yes oh, yeah. yeah i haven't seen that yeah oh that's yeah. a good movie don't steer clear of it because it's a kid's movie. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. I think you'd actually like in. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like those types of movies. Like I saw Super Mario lately. Yeah. Oh, it's you way better that? than Super Mario. It is way better. Really? Than, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. I would like, agree. I think it's way funnier and smarter. <laughs> we'll dive into it. I love yeah. that kind of stuff. Anything Pixar like style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fully. In. But yeah, the answer is burritos and turkey burgers, man. That's so, my diet. So then here's the question. Uh oh. Yeah. Do you ever make a turkey burrito? Oh. Yes. Yes. Tom. <laughs> a turkido. Yes. yes. A turkarito. I I do every like all the time. Dude, I cannot tell you how simple I am with food. It's like so funny when people ask like about my meal plan and stuff. They're like, oh, you must weigh your food and you're so calculated. I'm like, my guy. <laughs> I take just ground turkey, ground beef, and I just sizzle it up in a frying pan. I package it all up, store it. I get rice, I store it. I get like broccoli or Brussels sprouts, green beans, store it, lettuce. And then you just grab that stuff, put it in a wrap, make a burrito, make a burrito bowl, rice. You're good to go. I love that. So are you making turkey and beef or are you mixing the turkey and the beef together to make They're separate? Okay. But sometimes (laughs) I do mix them. Sometimes on a very special day, they get together. (laughs) Mix the the lean with the other. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Honestly, there's no rules here, Tom. You can do whatever you want. It's chaos. <laughs> madness over there. Okay, Ooh. so you have to understand, Joe, that Tom does not allow his food to touch. I'm one of those. So so you can't have burritos. No, no. I love burritos, but Tom cannot have burritos. Well, I like as long as it's got like two things in it. If it's like meat and cheese, I'm good. That's true. But beyond that. He likes a chicken quesadilla. quesadilla. So Tom yeah. likes quesadillas. He does. Yeah. He does. Okay. Yeah. So I'm you're like, folk. you order, so Tom orders sides. I order off the kids menu. Yeah. Not in terms of quantity, <laughs> but in terms of selection. 
Yeah, I gotta tell you, I feel like you're missing out on a whole world of food. You know, oh, what I, I mean? am. Combinations, I for sure man. am. <laughs> yeah, he knows. He's got a weird texture thing. So, yeah. like, in all sincerity, like, it's actually something that he kind of hates that he doesn't like more food. So, he's not one of you those people like, that won't eat it. He just can't eat like it. Like, I yeah, it legit grosses me out. Yeah. So that's fair, dude. I'm like, that. I'm like that with seafood, and I'm like that with a lot of vegetables. Yeah, there's some things I just will not, cannot do. Yeah, I'm with that with every vegetable yeah. ever you know what his vegetable <laughs> is a lot of guys are like that man yeah. a lot of men just do not eat vegetables like, I, nah. I, it's like i can't <laughs> get them down i wish i could but he yeah. does eat a lot of ragu though that's, that's how he vegetable. gets his vegetables <laughs> right. oh dude that's like pizza's a vegetable you remember that whole yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> close i'm gonna get in it. yeah <laughs> As close as I'm going to get. I'm always like, and I eat way better than I used to. And I always tell people, it's like, it's like if you go to an AA meeting, you don't yell at them for smoking. Like you let like, you know what? We won the big battle. Right. We're going to, we're going to let them. We're going to have this go. Got to choose your battles. Yes. (laughs) So what are three things that you do before you start your day? Like how you start your day? I guess it's a better way to say it. Honestly, pretty simple. So start a pot of coffee every morning. I'm with you there. Nothing's getting done <laughs> without this coffee. And, and then he pours that coffee into a burrito. Not well. <laughs> it was just, yeah. <laughs> so a pot of coffee. <laughs> then I feed Dumpling, who's our little Maltese, because oh. he just begs for food and won't leave you alone. So like I have to feed him. And then I train Lena. So we'll take her to the park and just play fetch. That's literally the first three. It's like clockwork. Coffee while I'm doing that. Scoop the food. Feed dumpling. (laughs) Tie up Lena. Put a backpack on. Grab the coffee. Boom. We're out. And then I slam a protein shake. And we are moving. (laughs) We're on with our day. Very disciplined. I like it. Yes. (laughs) 15 minutes. We're ready to roll. Is the one dog getting (laughs) jealous that the other dog is getting the the food? Or the training? The training. Like other dog gets to go on a trip every day. And the- yeah, our dog Dump- would be real sad about yeah. that. Dumpling is like eight pounds. He is 12 years old. <sighs> that dude just wants to be inside. Gotcha. He just wants to eat his food and be left alone. Okay. So he's he he's like, a little old man. He's surly. I, I got it. Yeah. We had a grumpy old man. We had one of those. Gotcha. We did. <laughs> it was very grumpy. We did. <laughs> so that's how you start your day. How do you wrap your day up? How do you shut down when? the day has come to a close so we always wrap up like usually it's like a couple ways i mean like honestly we cook at home like me and tina are big like with cooking so as soon as she gets done with her day we cook together and then we always just enjoy dinner together and we like usually watch a movie or end the day just like going for a walk with the dogs around the park but it's always been like quality time with us it's just let's slow down we disconnect from technology and we don't think about work and we just kind of talk about our days You know, and it's really as simple as that. And we might read a book and kind of just go to bed and get ready for the next day. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. Well, what's one thing that you want to leave the fans of Joe Rodonis with today? Oh, man. What do we leave them with, man? (laughs) My burrito recommendations. Just uh, probably not the coffee burrito. I don't think the coffee. Probably not the You know what I'll say? Here's what I'll say. I think this is kind of front of mind because I've been noticing, you know, I've been like kind of paying attention to clients that I've worked with through the years and even recently that have really seen a great deal of progress that I've seen from performance 
to aesthetics, to like locking in, like I got my nutrition right. They're just like dialed in. And I noticed like, it didn't start that way. Like there was a starting point for these people. And like, how did they get here? And I've seen it for years. And it's like, if I have to tell people one thing that like I recognize as a coach, that's like the differentiator from people that are kind of recreational and like kind of exercising, playing around with it versus the people that get dialed in and like really see dramatic results for the long term. It's coachability. It's mm. they listen. There is a humility to these people where they are asking questions all the time and then they absorb it and they make adjustments immediately. They're taking feedback in real time. There's not an ego about it. They're not too scared to ask. They don't think that they know everything. They come up and they're like, yo, I'm really paying attention to this or I don't know if this moves right. They're getting feedback. They're getting an answer and they apply it right away. And that system is just, that's how you grow. That's how I've done it. It's like, you just are a sponge. And that's truly how I've learned in training is like, I wanted to look at all the best people that I found and I would just pick their brains, man. And I would just be like, how do you do it? How do you eat? How do you sleep? How do you train? And you would find these commonalities between all of them. And then you start to understand key principles. You start to understand that everybody does stuff different, but there's some drivers that are very consistent that you can't break. And as soon as you dial that down, if you can lift with like, a sense of humility and get rid of the ego and be a student, you're just going to fly, man. The people with a fixed mindset, they are not going anywhere. They're staying right there. And I see it all the time. They're like, no, 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 I don't need that. I got it. I know what I do. (laughs) Amen. You're going to say exactly where you are, man. I I don't care. care. I've been doing this for 30 years. You're going to say exactly where you are. I would say the most important thing to know how to say is I don't know. God, that's so true. You know, like it's like, because everybody starts off not knowing. And you have to have the strength to say, I don't know, let's find out, as opposed to I'm just going to make something up so I sound in the moment like I know what I'm talking about, because that is a path to destruction. It's dangerous stuff. Yeah, Dude, it is. It is. If you approach every conversation is like there's something for me to be learned and like, I don't care who the person is. Like, honestly, like the crude example, I remember being in business and like we were talking to the CEO. He was like, if I talk to the janitor of the company, there's something to be learned from that janitor. There's something that he or she does that I do not do well and vice versa. It's like, that's what you got to do. So yeah, continue to just be a student. Awesome. Well, Joe, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you in all the places. Oh man, well, you know, on Tonal, that's where we're doing all the program and all the <laughs> heard of it, all the crazy lifting. And then Instagram is where I'm doing like most of my activities. So at Joe Radonis on Instagram, oh, everything you, you need. You know what, Joe? Tom never answered your question if he was going to do the program, though. Let's revisit that, Tom. <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> Are we doing it or no? I did the pyramid one. No, the period one. I do you mean the period? That's what I meant to say. <laughs> I did the period one. The pyramid one's mine, man. It's great. I'm doing the pyramid one right now. So can the I accumulation? The, is he deflecting, Crystal? Is yeah, he like, no, so he no, is. I just did extreme accumulation, and right now I'm doing the pyramid power. I thought there would be more pharaohs. pyramid pump. Are you there we go. Pump? There we go. Pyramid pump. I thought there would be more pharaohs involved. Okay. So I felt a little misled. You haven't um, really answered the question though. But can I roll right in, or have I done too much? Oh, that's a good question. If I do those back to back. So I went right from extreme accumulation. Well, that's perfect because pyramid. you're doing power. You're Watch doing it. power. So power into what the accumulation is good, right? Are you doing pyramid pump one? Yes, because I I didn't want to go straight into two because I was afraid I wouldn't understand the, all the plot points. 
Yeah, no, that's fair. That yeah. was designed as a progression. I think that was one of the first programs where we did where it was like one and then so intermediate to advanced. So it's like we guide people. Okay. Progression. But yeah, if you're doing pyramid pump one, you should be fine because that's three days a week. So you've had time to recover after extreme accumulation. Is it three? I thought it's four. I thought it has me doing four. Pyramid pump one is three. Pyramid pump two is four. Maybe I'm doing the second one then. Uh-oh. <laughs> I did it backwards. He doesn't know what he's doing. Listen, this recenter. I'm not good at things. Or quesadillas. Have a quesadilla. Gonna have a nice cup of burrito. <laughs> Meditate. Have your coffee. Take a week. And then let's jump into this bad boy. Okay. 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 <laughs> I will give it a shot. All okay. right. There we go. All right. We got the we got, we got the yes. If I did the period one, I should be able to accomplish anything, right? Because girl I don't, power. I appreciate Honestly, yeah. that. I appreciate yeah. that. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, let me say this so that people understand women. Are the strongest people on this planet. Why, thank you, Joe. That Hands is true. Down. It is. I'm not kidding. I'm not either. We deal with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Dude. if you mean physical strength or mental strength, but I I'm, mean all the above. I'm going to take it. <laughs> I mean all the above. I've been in a room of hundreds of people, and I will tell you that every time the women outperform the men, every time, every time. That's awesome. They don't complain, and they listen, and they do things. Perfectly. Men are like, Ugh. <laughs> I'm doing, doing push-ups. It's like a half rep. And I'm like, you did nothing. You, did <laughs> you know what it's like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been in rooms with those people. <laughs> so, okay. So I will try the House of Volume. I keep wanting to say House of Pain because of my 90s alt-rock. Well, Heritage. you might be in a she little pain a too. Meeting. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, and we will report back to see how that goes. Okay, I so. look forward to this. Yeah, right. awesome, Joe. Thank you again so yes, much for your you time. We it was really a pleasure, man. It was a pleasure. So there you go. Joe answers all the things you need to know about House of Volume, and you can check in with us on the next episode to see if I'm still alive or if <laughs> I've if I've pussed out. <laughs> Which, which I've been known to do. Nah. So you're too um, you're too much of a I must finish guy. Yeah, I'm kind of stubborn about that stuff. A so bit. yeah. If if my pussy now is just I won't do it at all. Yeah. But once I start it, you get out of your way. I'm gonna finish it. So until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash crystal O'Keefe. They can find me on all socials and the tonal leaderboard at Clipout Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash superset podcast. And also don't forget you can watch these episodes in their entirety on the YouTubes. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep lifting. <laughs> <laughs>